0: Faith is the most powerful spiritual force in the universe, just like energy is the most powerful force in the physical universe.
1: Welcome to the Pastor Scott Huffman podcast from Lighthouse Church. Are you ready to learn today? Are you ready to increase your faith? Pastor Scott is talking about the force of faith from a spiritual to a scientific standpoint. Enjoy
0: the message. All right, praise God. Well, we're going to have a reader today, Hebrews chapter eleven, one through three, and uh, Miss Marilyn's going to read.
1: Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testament. By faith we understand that the words were framed from the word of God. So the things which are were not seen. We're not made of things which which are visible.
0: So the worlds were framed by what? Let's see who was paying attention. By the word of God. By the spoken word. That's how the world got here, guys. We're not here by evolution. We're not here by mishap. We're not here by mistake. We're here by design. Everybody say design. Design. God designed you to be here. Everything that's been created must have a creator. This little here watch I got, this... I watch. <laughs> kind of a cool thing. Anyway, uh, somebody created it. Probably Steve Jobs did. And um, everything has the mark of the creator upon it. And the universe has God's hand or his imprint upon it. This world was created by God and it was spoken through the spoken word of God. In the beginning, God said. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Hebrews chapter 11 has been dubbed the Great Hall of Faith of vibrant, brave, and mighty men who were full of faith and used their faith to accomplish the impossible. You see, God delights in accomplishing the impossible in our lives. You know, anybody can do the possible, but how about trying the impossible? (laughs) Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe, and nothing is impossible to them that believe God, and nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Faith moves. Everybody say that. Faith speaks. Faith Faith receives. Faith Faith is confidence in God's word and his promises. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Praise God. There's over 2,000 promises in the word of God. Do you know any of them? (laughs) Go find them, hunt them out, speak them, meditate on them, dwell on them, receive them in the name of the Lord. And there'll be an actual uh, existence in your life. Faith stares fear down in the face And conquers it. I love that. Faith overcomes all things. Marilyn, 2 Corinthians 2.14, please.
1: Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place.
0: So God sometimes leads us in triumph? Always. You can expect the always in your life. God will always lead you in triumph in Jesus Christ. Now, will you encounter difficulties? Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation, you'll have trouble, you'll have struggles, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world, we can overcome the world. You're going to have trials in this life, but we're made to be overcomers, we're made to be victorious in Christ. God set you up to be successful in your life. You say, Pastor, I'm not very much a success right now. Well, let God change that in your life. Let God turn that around. Let God make you a success. Let God make you prosper in your life for his glory and his purposes. Hallelujah. Faith is the greatest spiritual force in all the world. Energy, you know, is a form that we exist that exists in the, in the physical universe. And it is in a physical form. There was a man named Einstein. Anybody know who he was? Kind of a strange hair screeching out all over the place. And uh, he came with E equals MC squared. You say, "What does that mean?" I have no idea. It means energy equals uh, mass uh, divided or by the square root of light. Okay? You say, "That doesn't mean much to me." Well, let me say this: How long? How fast does light travel? It travels 176,000 miles per second. Okay? I may be a little off on that, but I'm close. So it takes light to get from the sun to us in nine minutes. Nine minutes. That's how fast it travels. So if you think about the speed of light and then you square that, you figure out how big our universe is and how vast the universe is itself. And energy is the driving force behind it. It is the greatest harnessed power source in the world. The power of the atom is the most magnificent, uh, uh, magnificent force in the universe. You know, they say that the atom shouldn't be held together because it's made up of uh, like charges. If you look into the center of the atom, the nucleus, you get the protons. Protons are positive charges, right? What should positive charges do? They should repel each other. Like, I'm sorry, like charges should repel each other. Positive, opposite charges should attract each other. Excuse me. Let's say that again. Protons are positive charges. So they ought to be expelling each other. So the atom should be self-destructing. <laughs> but it's not. It's the smallest particle. Well, they go smaller than that, but we'll say it's one of the smallest particles in the universe. And then on the outside of the atom, you have electrons spinning around. They're a negative charge. And uh, they, of course, uh, uh, are the opposite charge of the proton. But the very fact that the atom exists shows that God is real because he holds all things together by the power of his hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Faith is the most powerful spiritual force in the universe, just like energy is the most powerful force In the physical universe. The faith walk, the faith life, makes up part of the kingdom of God. You are part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, if you've been born again. And you know Jesus today. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 4.19 there.
1: For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power.
0: The kingdom of God does not consist in word, but in power. When Paul preached, he said, I've heard your words, now let me see your power. I want to see a demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and power. Okay? Faith exists in the spiritual realm. God spoke the world, as we mentioned, into existence by the force of faith, by the power of faith. God, in turn, has set the electromagnetic forces into operation. When God created the world, He set all of these energetic forces into operation. In effect, He completed the energizing of the physical cosmos. All the types of force and energy which interact in the universe involves only thermal, electromagnetic, electromagnetic, Gravitational and nuclear forces. Boy, we're getting scientific today. And all of these have now been activated. There's no doubt this is an oversimplification, but the truth is the act of the Godhead, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, by their power, they surmise saying that the nuclear forces maintaining the integrity of matter were activated by God the Father when he created the elements of the space, mass, time continuum. And the gravitational forces were made by the active power of the Holy Spirit when he hovered upon the spirit of the waters and were brought through to the power of the word of God when Jesus spoke the word into existence. Hallelujah, praise God. That's good stuff, isn't it? That's how the world got here, guys. Praise God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and nothing that was made was made without him. In him was life, and the life was the life of men. 1 John 1 through 4, God the Son spoke the world into existence. Out of darkness came light. Out of non-existence came reality. Faith speaks non-reality into reality. God calls those things that be not as though they are. Hallelujah. Are you getting anything out of this? Colossians one fifteen and 16. do you love the Word of God? He
1: is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation,
0: who is this? Who are we talking about? Jesus. Jesus. Everybody say Jesus.
1: For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him.
0: You know, I was skiing years ago in Wrightwood, California. <laughs> I was probably 15 years old, teenager, right before the Jesus movement hit. And uh, there was a young girl that was uh, a family friend. They had beautiful four beautiful daughters, the Holmes girls. If you're out there, girls, uh, bless you in the name of the Lord. Well, Anne was skiing in front of me. We were on a rope tow. Say, Pastor, what the heck is a rope tow? Well, it's not a it's not a chairlift. It's a rope you hold and you go up the side of the mountain holding onto a rope <laughs> with your skis on. And they don't make well, they still make them, I think. Anyway, so I was behind her. She had this beautiful long hair, went down to almost her knees. Just beautiful hair. She loved Jesus. She was born again. She was a witness to me about the Lord in, uh, in my life. And because of her testimony, I came to Christ. Hallelujah. But their hair got caught in the rope toe. And she fell to the ground and began to be dragged by the rope. And I'm not kidding you. And I watched this right in front of me. And I heard her scream out. And you know what she said? Jesus, help me. That's all she said. What did Peter say? Lord, save me. Jesus, uh, uh, Peter said, Lord, save me. Anne said, Lord, help me, save me. And her hair popped out of the rope toe. I'm not kidding, just boop. And she, was, she could have been severely injured. And I saw this happen right in front of a miracle, right in front of my eyes. And I realized the power of the name of Jesus. We need to say the name of Jesus more often in our homes, in our schools, in our country, around the world. Say the name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear it. Jesus. Everybody needs to hear the name Jesus. He's above all names. He's above all thrones. He's above all powers. He's above all rulers. He rules and reigns. He is Lord and Savior over all. He is our coming king. Now, let's move on. This is the story of the Old Testament. When the, the people of Israel, uh, the children of Israel, had come to the promised land. Moses has died. He's died in the wilderness. The law died with Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ through the working of Joshua, the man of God. And Moses said, Joshua, you're going to take over for me. Every leader must have a successor, right? Someone must be a predecessor and some must be a successor. And Joshua was taking over the role for Moses. Hallelujah. He would take his place. He would be a man of God, a man of grace, a man of valor, a man of courage. We need more men of courage and women of courage. Okay, so they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Go ahead, Mary.
1: Okay, Joshua 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho to you in your hand as its king and the mighty men of Val. Stop
0: right there. The power to bind, the power to loose. Jericho was shut up, guys. The Lord had shut up the city of Jericho. You couldn't penetrate. You couldn't go in. And you couldn't go out of it. It was a hostile place to be. And through our prayers, we can bind the power of Satan over our life. We can bind the power of the evil over our life. And we can set loose the power of the Holy Spirit. The freeing power of the Holy Spirit to bring about healing and ministry and uh, anointing in our lives. Hallelujah. So... Jericho was shut up because of the people of God. Did we do verse 2? Yeah, we did. Yep. And in this particular battle, Joshua is going to go to Jericho and he's going to take the city. I love this. He's a mighty man of valor. He's, he's a warrior in the spirit. I told you he was walking along the shore and he bumped into a mysterious man by the river and he said, uh, Who is this dude? <laughs> and uh, the man pulled out a sword and it was a big sword. And Joshua freaked out and said, Oh my gosh, this is no ordinary man. And he fell down before this mighty figure. And this person was the person of Jesus Christ appearing in a human form. And he said, Joshua said, Who are you? And Joshua said, I mean, Jesus said, I am the commander of the Lord's army. I command the Lord's armies. Amen. And Joshua said, oh my goodness. (laughs) And Jesus said, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. And he fell down on his knees and he worshiped the Lord. See, we need to spend time worshiping the Lord, guys. We don't worship the Lord enough. We worship other stuff. We worship things. We worship people, but we don't worship the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to worship the Lord in our lives. So Joshua meets Jesus Christ, and now Joshua has become a mighty warrior. He's anointed for service. And they're going to cross over, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Marilyn, let's pick it up, verse 11, now, shall we?
1: So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around at once. Then they came into camp, and they lodged in the camp.
0: Praise God. I love preaching the word. Amen. What does the Ark of the Lord represent? Did anybody go see The uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Who's seen that? Come on. You've seen the movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Harrison Ford, he's got a new one coming out. But uh, the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament was was this chest, this cedar chest. It It was a box covered in gold. And it was a mysterious box, and it had wings over the top of it. And it had a gold mercy seat. And inside the box, you had the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, you know, like you shall worship the Lord your God and Him only shall you serve. <laughs> no other gods before me. Um, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not uh, bear false witness. Uh, you shall not um, steal. And on and on the Ten Commandments go. And those truths are still true today, just as binding as they were then. And they were in the box. Then inside the box also you found... Aaron's rod that budded, which is a type of the Holy Spirit, new birth, coming forth in Jesus Christ. And on the top of the box, she had the mercy seat. And the blood of the animals was sprinkled over the mercy seat between the two cherubim, these two angelic beings facing each other. And God's presence would come literally between the two cherubim above the mercy seat. And when I worship the Lord, when I lift my hands, you know what? I feel God's presence right here, right here. I don't know if you felt that, but it's God comes. We become a type of the Ark of the Covenant. As we worship the Lord, his presence and power manifests itself to us. Hallelujah. And makes itself known to us. Okay, continue, Marilyn. So we got the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence and the power of God. And Joshua is being told, take the Ark, walk around the city seven times. Praise God. Bring out the trumpeters. Bring out the music. Bring out the praise. Don't fight in this battle. Put your armor away. Put your, your, uh, your uh, spears and your swords and all these things. Set them aside. We're just going to be worshipers today. The battle is not yours. The battle is mine, says the Lord. So they go around the city how many times, Marilyn? Seven. Seven times for how many days? And the Jericho people went, these dudes are weird. Man. They're out there, these little music man people. What do they think they're doing? You think you're going to take this city down, this walled city? They're crazy. This is not going down. We are not going down. You know how the pride of people are. And they go around seven times and they keep praising the Lord. And then the priests are out there worshiping and blowing their trumpets. And they're praising God. And they're, and they're parading the Ark of the, of the uh, Covenant around the city. And everybody feared that Ark. Because that was the presence of God, and you were afraid of that ark. Believe me. (laughs) On the seventh day, Marilyn, what happened?
1: But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, they only marched around the city seven times.
0: You know, I like to get up early sometimes. sometimes. (laughs) But there's nothing like getting up early when the sun's coming up, right? And I've debated which is better, a... uh, A sunrise or a sunset? Anybody have an opinion on that? i go with a sunrise. I think a sunrise is more beautiful than a sunset, but I will admit sunsets are beautiful, okay? But here the sun is rising over the horizon, and these Israelites are about ready to take this city. They don't have weapons. (laughs) They don't have anything to fight with except the power of God. And they go around the city on the seventh day seven times, (laughs) Do you think God likes the number seven? You better believe he does. That's the number of God, the number of completion, the number of perfection. And they go around the city, and on the seventh time, Joshua says, blow the trumpets. And they blow the trumpets, and they shout unto the Lord, and the walls fall inward. Not outward, inward. Now, that's, that's a feat of nature. The walls should go down this way. They go this way, in. They cave in. And when the walls cave in, there's a shout of victory and triumph, and the Israelites run and invade the city, and they take the whole city for God. And it's a tremendous victory for the people of God, just through the power of praise, guys. If we would just spend more time praising God and worshiping God, the power of praise. And they take the city there at Jericho, the first city they captured. They'll go on to capture every city in the land of Canaan, in the promised land. Praise God. We don't need to fight in our battles. Let the Lord fight for you. Let him be your defense. Let him be your defender. Let him be your fortress. Let him be your mighty God. He will defend you in the day of trouble. And he will defeat your enemies. Hallelujah. Praise will win the battle. Hallelujah. Well, one more story, and I'm going to finish with this. There was a story in the New Testament. We're talking about the force of faith and the power of faith. And Jesus said you to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the remotest parts of the planet and that power that power the Holy Ghost power will come upon you in great power and great might and it will perform outstanding and astounding miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit being manifested. We're going to see that display of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit very soon reaching around the world with supernatural powers, feats, signs, wonders, and miracles coming very soon. Are you ready for it? French God, it's coming. There's a wave coming, the wave of the Spirit. Well, when they went to arrest Jesus prior to the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, they they were looking for Jesus. And uh, Jesus did not... Uh, fight back. He never fought back. He turned the other cheek. But when they came to arrest him, they said, Jesus said, who are you looking for? <laughs> and all these soldiers, all these Roman soldiers with all their their weaponry and all their shields and all their armor standing there before the Lord Jesus Christ, standing there in all his humility. And Jesus said, who are you looking for? And he said, uh, they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And they, And he said, I'm he. And as soon as he said, I'm he, boom, power hit. And it blew down the whole army over on their backs. (laughs) They all fell down like bam. And Jesus was like, where'd they go? (laughs) They're all on their back. That's the power of God. That's the force of faith. And he shows you the power that's invested in us as believers, that God's power dwells in us. And that power is mighty to save, mighty to deliver, mighty to heal, mighty to bring the impossible about in our lives. Let's pray.
1: Thank you for listening with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church. We hope you got something out of today's message. You can watch us live every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram. If you're in the city of Irvine, come check us out. We would love to have you a part of our service. Visit IrvineLighthouse.org for more information. Blessings, and we'll see you next time.